Hello! Welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. My name is Susie Parker Goins, and I'm a channel, energy healer, past life explorer, and guide. My links are in the description box for websites, podcasts, financial support, and contact information. Please like, comment, subscribe, favorite, donate, share with your friends. The best way to contact me to schedule an appointment via video or phone is susiepgoins at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Welcome to another episode of my seven-week series about the chakras. On Thursdays, I talk about each of the major seven chakras, the what, where, how, care, and feeding, and then on the following Monday, a related meditation to explore the chakra of the week. While I may be saying this at least seven times, here's a summary of what the chakras are. The word chakra comes from ancient Sanskrit, translating to wheel. Chakras are energy vortices placed throughout the body and outside. Everyone has chakras, even animals. In general, chakras emanate from the front and back. The root and the crown chakras are different in that they emanate in a downward and upward direction, respectively. A healthy chakra is a nice horn shape. It bells out from its origin point on your body. It's open and spinning smoothly. Imbalanced chakras can be closed, bent, or clogged. Today's featured chakra is the heart or anahata chakra. Situated in the center of your chest, it's not like your physical heart, which is just a wee bit to the left, but it, it's in the center and it emanates front and back. On your hands, you can find a corresponding point below your middle finger knuckle on your palm and a smidge to the outside, just a smidge. So it's not quite centered under the finger. On your foot, it's on a center line of your foot and in line with the bottom edge of the ball of your foot. I'm really trying not to get too hung up on how to precisely describe the spot if I'm not willing or able to pull my own foot up to measure. Oh, man. Okay, give me a minute. Okay, about two inches down from your second and third toes. Okay, oh, and on both feet. Its colors are green and pink. The associated meanings are love, acceptance, forgiveness, compassion. The element is air. Now, the heart chakra is placed in the area with the heart and lungs, and each of those organs works to bring oxygen to the body. So it makes more sense to me now. The tone for the heart chakra is yam. The word is Y-A-M, yam. A healthy, balanced heart chakra is not only bell-shaped, it's clear and open, but you also have this ability or openness to love, have empathy and compassion for yourself and others. You can see the good in things, people, and situations. You ever hear of rose-colored glasses? Well, that falls into place for me. A side note, I don't think rose-colored glasses or finding the good or positive in everything makes you delusional or blind to the realities of the times. For me, it's a way to keep my head above water. It keeps me from drowning in despair. So focusing on what the positive is, is a sign of a healthy heart chakra and a way to not give up. So optimism, kindness, a feeling of wholeness. A healthy heart chakra allows you to grieve. I mean, I've heard of people having a broken heart. So having a healthy heart chakra will help you move through that healing. Okay. An open anahata, heart chakra, 
You show respect and a willingness to help others. You're able to accept who other people are while living your truth. And in these interesting times, though, how does that fit in? Seeing truth and having compassion for those in need of it. Does that mean condoning bad behavior? No, I don't think so. I, I found a clip of former President Jimmy Carter on the Stephen Colbert show from, 19, from 2018. And he was asked what his thoughts on the current administration were. Mr. Carter was polite and didn't pull any punches. His response was, I pray for him every day. I've got a link for that in the in the comments. But Carter's prayers are not directed at changing anyone, but asking for the highest and best for all concerned. The point is, Mr. Carter's heart is open, kind, and hopeful. What are the characteristics of an unbalanced anahata? Well, physically, there are conditions related to the physical heart and lungs. No, I'm not a doctor, so if you feel you're experiencing any of the symptoms I'm about to list, go to a health practitioner. So we're talking about blood pressure issues, circulation, chest pains, lung problems, or bronchitis. On an emotional or energetic level, a weak heart, ch heart chakra, I'm talking too fast, a weak heart chakra manifests as hopelessness or despair, overly focused on negativity, feeling unworthy of love, coldness towards other, and love with strings attached. So, you know, do this or be this and oh, then I'll love you. Blockages show up as isolation from others, being overly dependent in relationships, feeling disconnected, a lack of empathy, manipulative behaviors, and you don't trust or you are deeply insecure. And a lot of those feel like they are interconnected. But of course, we're talking about the heart chakra. And then finally, it's hard to forgive others for anything. And in my book, focusing on how someone else harmed you and leaving your energy and power with them, that is not forgiving them. And yes, I have a podcast on forgiveness. So a too open anahata shows up as being too much. That's the center of love. And so some signs would be working too hard to make other people happy and therefore, thereby ignoring your own needs. You know, you work hard to fix someone else by being overly critical or by not having any boundaries. Oh, the victim or martyr syndrome is a symptom. Or even the opposite is everyone's an asshole but me thing. Okay, so we can bring up pendulums now. You can use one, and if you can find one with a green crystal or hangy downy thing, use that to ask which way your chakra is spinning. And in general, clockwise is preferred. So how to balance. Okay, in these times of pandemic, I can see where some heart chakras are going to be in sore need of balancing and love. Here are some ways you can help yourself. First off, the colors, green and pink, are connected to the heart. So find shades of each that uplift you. Wear them or find items in those colors and keep them about as you strive to heal. Ways to use the sound are, again, toning, yum, and then affirmations. Here are some to start out with. I embrace all that I am. I am worthy of love. I open myself to love. I am love. I can heal my heart is open to love. I forgive myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. My heart chakra 
is open and balanced. Now, some little easy tasks you can do is like to spend time in nature. Now, honestly, nature can heal so many energetic problems. But at the time of this recording, here in the Pacific Northwest, the smoke index is a bit much. So please use caution and wear a mask. Also, hugging is more easy, but also difficult for now. So practice self-care by doing the things that help you feel valued. Being kind to yourself. Take a break from the demeaning self-talk. You can hug yourself or you know, snuggle down in the blankets. Now is the time to be creative and unselfconscious. Giving yourself room to feel the feels. As with the solar plexus episode, cry during a sad movie. Take a break from self-judgment. Laugh when you're happy or find something funny or actively pursue finding things that make you laugh. Also find something to be grateful for. If you need to start small, that is still a start. Then you can work your way up to bigger and bigger things, people or circumstances. Whatever it takes to boost you even more. Be aware of your breathing. The anahata is connected to the lungs, so teach yourself to breathe deeply. You can tell if you're doing it right when you when your belly expands on the inhale or the in-breath and then contracts with the out-breath. I use it in all of my meditations. In fact, I use deep breathing with intention. So, in with the good and out with the no longer useful. Moving on to yoga poses or asanas. Okay, still, here's my disclaimer. I am no yogi, not by any stretch of the imagination. If these poses resonate with you, great. Consult with your friendly neighborhood yoga instructor and they can teach you safe ways to make the asanas happen. The thing with these poses is that they open the chest and in turn open the anahata. There's the half camel pose where you kneel with your body properly stacked over your knees. You put your, your palms on your glutes. Your hips move forward as you lean back. One hand goes on the heart chakra. The other grabs your heel. And you ease yourself out of the pose by using your core muscles. Next up is the bridge pose. You lay on your back with your knees bent up. Your arms are at your sides with the palm down. You breathe in. Press your hips up through your feet. Then your shoulders will be taking some of the weight. Then to release, you press your chin towards your chest and lower your hips. And finally on the yoga, there's the upward facing dog pose. This time you lay face down with the top of your feet touching the floor or your mat. Your hands are under your shoulders, palms down. You press into your hands to raise your head, neck, and shoulders. And then you continue pressing into the tops of your feet to bring your hips and thighs off the floor. Release with the out breath. Now onto the mudras or the hand poses you can use during meditations or mindful breathing. Both of the hands take on the same posture in this one. And it is as simple as placing your hand on your heart and breathing with intention using any of those affirmations or something you come up with. Another one is your index finger touches, touching your thumb, the right hand palm in, and it sits with the fingertips in at the heart chakra as if you're picking something out or pulling a thread out. Your left hand rests on your knee in the same position, palm up. Or finally, this one looks like a flower opening. So your hands are at heart level, the heels of your palm are touching, and your pinky fingers and thumbs are touching each other. The rest of your fingers, your other three fingers, are forming the rest of the blossom. 
that one's just beautiful. <laughs> okay, essential oils. Um, eucalyptus is often used in respiratory relief blends, and it makes sense that if it can be used for the heart chakra in its connection to the lungs. Lavender is an all-around excellent calming essential oil. Rosie O is expensive, but using a blend or a fragrance may be useful. Neroli, oh, that's a, such a beautiful smell, but it's from an orange blossom. And bergamot is also a type of orange. Ylang Ylang, it's so much fun to say. And marjoram is used in moving through grief. As always, I remind you to not drink EOs. Dilute them to apply them to your skin or use a diffuser. Now, I have found information about herbs to help with the anahata, such as holy basil or tulsi. Nettle is a great tonic. Rose is just an overall great heart thing in whatever form it takes. Hawthorn helps with heart issues, and hops is very calming. Moving on to foods, of course, they're going to be green. So there's kale and Brussels sprouts. Oh, I have a great recipe for a salad using those. If you want to email me, I can forward it on to you. But there's also green beans, bell peppers, lettuce, bean sprouts, avocados, couscous, soy or tofu, brown rice, green apples, spinach, limes, kiwi, broccoli, pears, and more. A few of these foods are known to help with one's physical heart by lowering cholesterol, so make that connection in your choices. And now finally, crystals. Of course, green and pink stones are called for. Use them in jewelry or in your meditation. And you know, if you don't have the stones, that's okay. I have found that calling in the energy of the stones or the energy of whatever it is I want to shift while I'm in meditation, it helps and it really happens. But I do love my stones and rocks. Does that make me a rock star or a stoner? can't believe I was able to wait until this episode to drop those bad jokes on your all. Not sorry. <laughs> anyway, stones. Okay. Rose quartz is the stone of divine love. It's often associated with Mother Mary, and it brings a gentleness with it. It opens you to love of yourself and others. Rhodonite is a healing stone for relationships and encourages clear communication, including your relationship with yourself. Jade. Okay, I mentioned yellow jade in the sacral episode, but green jade, it opens and balances the heart. You can use it when grieving loss. Green aventurine helps you bounce back after severe emotional losses. I read that it soothes difficult emotions. I think difficult in this case means intense, firmly seated, or old emotions. Cry a phrase, cry a praise. Got to say that right. Cry a praise helps you align your emotions. You examine, clear, releasing these old emotions, and it helps you, as a result, feel more optimistic. Green calcite absorbs negativity and helps you recover from compassion fatigue. Malachite, as you're working on releasing and transforming your life with shadow work, that's all that emotional work you're doing, you know, or looking at the dark part of your soul, malachite supports you as you clear all this old stuff away. And it helps you focus on your growth, opens your heart to the possibilities. And it's a really protective stone and it absorbs negativity. Oh, green moldavite. See, 
that's such a cool stone. It's a result of a meteorite impact, I think, in Moldova, Russia. Sounds good. Um, but the heat and intensity actually transformed Earth material as a result. So it's the connection of Earth and the cosmos. It's a high-frequency stone. Now, see, when I hold it, I go right out of my body. But a dear friend of mine, she uses it, and it calms her mind down so she can be in her body. It's an intense stone, but it opens your heart to the unity of the universe. I, I, I know there is so much more information out there, like tarot spreads, feng shui. I even figured out that, found out that there are corresponding chakra points in your brain. But this is a starting point for your own healing. Look, I know these are trying times. And our hearts are being called to be love, to act from love, and to stand with others in love. It's the time for us to clear out the old thought patterns that are holding us back. So I hope I've provided you with information to help you take those steps so you can clear out your heart chakra and be open for better things. Until next time, blessings.